Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Back again, another week, another podcast. I'm Paul Stone, and this is episode 37 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Again, I'm Paul Stone. This week's version, titled, Amateur Day for True Professionals. Uh, as I record on Thursday, uh, February 3rd, it's about 6.45 p.m. Central Time. We are 10 days away from the highly anticipated Super Bowl 56, uh, which will feature the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals this season. The game obviously will be massively hyped, uh, watched by approximately 100 million uh, persons on television, and with that level of viewing interest, there will certainly be an extreme amount of concurrent betting interest. Uh, persons who never or perhaps rarely bet will bet on the big game. And others who maybe bet fairly regularly or perhaps even quite regularly will be unduly influenced by the magnitude of the game and bet more than they normally do. In some cases, considerably more. But folks, it doesn't have to be that way. And frankly, it shouldn't be. Why? Because there's no real value. You know, sure, there'll be winners and losers, but the Super Bowl side will never represent a diamond in the rough for true professionals. You know, so much is known about both teams. Uh, The market is so large and so efficient because of its massive popularity In fact, I liken the Super Bowl and betting the big game to the revelers who go all out and pull out all the stops on New Year's Eve. You know, these types get sucked into the, you know, sucked in by the the pomp and circumstance surrounding the final day of a year's calendar. Um, You know, they just pull out all the stops, they uh, get out of control, and so forth and so on. We've all heard professional partiers or drinkers or whatever you choose to call them, satirize persons who get inebriated and stumble all over the place on New Year's Eve. They'll tell you the true professionals, they're partying on a Wednesday or Thursday, not New Year's Eve. You know, that's amateur night. You know, New Year's Eve to partying is what the Super Bowl is to sports betting. There are better times to do it. You see, the Super Bowl is indeed amateur day for true professionals. Many guys and gals who do this professionally won't even have a bet on the side in the Super Bowl. You know, I realize some bettors don't care about value. You know, if it's a big game, they're almost certainly going to be involved on the side. Professionals, though, 
don't need action just for the sake of having action. As I've said in the past, professionals crave winning. They don't crave action. Uh, you know, in contrast, I think, to many casual bettors, from a professional standpoint, the bigger the game, the less their betting interest. Again, you know, they're going to be betting, uh, winning bettors betting the Super Bowl. And there is certainly, to be, to be fair, there's certainly some level of skill and chance, uh, I might add, in casting your lot with either the L.A. Rams minus four or the Cincinnati Bengals plus four. But there's better choices on the menu. Better bets where the better has more value. So now let's shift gears to where that value lies. And for that value, we'll look no further than Super Bowl 56. Uh, the value in this game, in the eyes of true professionals, in my opinion, on betting the Super Bowl, it doesn't lie in the side or even the total, but rather in the literally hundreds of so-called propositions on the big game offered at legal sports books throughout Nevada in some of the other roughly 30 U.S. states where sports betting is now legal, and that doesn't even count, you know, countless other books uh, located through the, throughout the world and some of those even in faraway uh, places and so forth. Uh, tonight, in what has kind of become an annual ritual uh, and event, if you will, for the more sophistic, sophisticated uh, Las Vegas sports better, the Westgate Superbook uh, is going to unveil dozens upon dozens of betting propositions related to Super Bowl 56. Uh, that's going to come tonight, Thursday, February 3rd, with the unveiling scheduled for 7 p.m. Pacific. So here in about uh, two hours and change uh, as I record, uh, again, slightly after 6.45 p.m. Central on Thursday, February 3rd. Uh, last year, the Westgate, if you hadn't been there before, it's a slightly off-strip property, uh, home to the legendary Superbook, which is, folks, it's one of the top places in the world to consume sports. The screens there are incredible. Uh, the resolution is just brilliant. If you've never been there before, certainly go there. Last year, the Westgate released more than 30 pages of Super Bowl betting propositions. Um, you know, several hundred, I think maybe about 400, if I remember correctly, game and player betting propositions on the Super Bowl. Um, the cross-sport propositions that they do uh, annually there at the Westgate, that, at Westgate uh, those can be extremely creative uh, and profitable, I might add, for the astute better. Uh, you know, unfortunately, or, or perhaps fortunately for my pocketbook, I won't be in attendance tonight at the Westgate. Uh, as I say often, I'm a specialist, uh, and the NFL is uh, simply not one of my uh, sports of choice. I simply don't have you know, enough knowledge, don't know enough about the league and the individual players in the big games to have any sort of advantage in this type of marketplace. You know, plus, as you always know when you're placing a bet, you're paying a premium, you know, vigorous. Anytime you make a bet, so that's uh, simply another hurdle to overcome uh, for someone like myself uh, who doesn't devote much time again to the NFL. I did, you know, it's been probably four or five years ago, I did participate uh, in the Westgate's Super Bowl props and uh, actually uh, made a nice little profit on my, on my portfolio, which was probably uh, 10 or so bets. I had a, a general approach. 
And my approach was pretty simple, but it was this. I did a lot of cross, just about exclusively, I think, cross-sport propositions involving soccer, and I essentially just bet against goals being scored in a soccer game, whether it be by a team, the teams, or an individual soccer player, regardless of who and which team the soccer element was pitted against. I just bet against goals in a soccer game. Uh, you know, it may be the beautiful game, uh, but beauty is indeed in the eyes of the beholder. And if you like scoring, soccer probably not your gig because there's not a whole lot of soccer in scoring. There's a lot of action, a lot of excitement, a lot of screaming uh, in the in the sports book and all that after two hours, maybe a goal or two has been scored. So that was my approach that year. And I did well that year. But I've got enough sense to know my success over that relatively, or not relatively small sample size, that very small sample size, was more a stroke of luck than a stroke of genius. So I'll take my modest winnings uh, and ride off into the sunset forevermore when it comes to betting Super Bowl props. Uh, seriously, you know, I might, I might bet a few props even this year on the big game if I see something that I believe represents value. Uh, but the guys who have been studying this stuff for weeks... Uh, certainly days, guys like Rufus Peabody, who excels in this type of marketplace, they're going to benefit greatly from being present at the Westgate tonight and getting first dibs at the props. Uh, many of the prices on these props will move swiftly and move substantially. Uh, and while it's always paramount to have the best price or the best number, it's magnified many times over when you consider that some of these guys are going to have, you know, I would guess 25 to 50 betting tickets tonight. So the cumulative value uh, versus the ultimate close in all these markets can be quite substantial to say the least. If you ultimately decide to bet some of these props, whether it be in Vegas or, or points otherwise, you know, as always, be sure and shop around. You know, prices and lines – uh, can vary substantially uh, from, from book to book, even in the same competitive market. And whether you're doing it, you know, simply for fun and entertainment or profit, why wouldn't you shop for the best price? You know, at least expend some level of energy and effort uh, to get the best price. You know, it always makes me, you know, shake my head when I see an educated, intelligent person who would exercise due diligence if they were purchasing an automobile, a washer and dryer, or even a relatively inexpensive piece of clothing. They would exercise due diligence in those marketplaces, but they'll make a sports bet, you know, just at wherever they happen to be when this, the mood strikes uh, with absolutely no level of price sensitivity. They don't, have no, they don't have any regard for the price or what they're laying or the price, you know, anything. So uh, that just, to me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I understand people have different motivations, and their motivations are certainly uh, not the same as mine, nor should they be. So to restate today's theme, there's value to be found in the case of a true professional who has done his homework in betting Super Bowl propositions, but absolutely no value in betting the side in the big game of the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is, after all, amateur day for true professionals. 
And now for this week's shameless plug. This is going to be another short podcast this week. I think people like it kind of short and sweet. So this is going to be relatively short, but I'm going to talk a little bit about my service. Uh, Unlike some people, you know, who claim expertise in each and every sport. Again, I'm a specialist uh, and a monitored specialist at that. Uh, My sports of specialization, college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Uh, After hitting 57% against the spread in college football this season, my seventh straight winning season in college football as monitored by the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City, I'm now off to a nice start in college basketball and also off to a hot start in the early stages of the golf season. And just to kind of define my seven straight winning season seasons in college football, I define a winning season as being above 52.38%, uh, which is the percentage when laying minus 110 juice that you have to exceed to have a winning season. If you're below 52.38% at minus 110, then you lose money. I've exceeded that uh, over the last seven years each and every season and have a collective winning percentage of about 56-57% over that seven-year span. In college basketball this year, uh, through games played yesterday, Wednesday, February 2nd, Paul Stone Sports now 91-67-1 against the spread, uh, 57.6% uh, there in college hoops. Hit my top release of the season uh, earlier this week, taking Texas Tech over Texas in that uh, – raucous, wild environment that you saw uh, perhaps on Tuesday night there in Lubbock. Entering this week's PGA Tour stop, which started today, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, I have gone 13-6-2 against the spread uh, in my last 21 matchups, which spans the previous three tour stops. Uh, I'm a relentless, you know, work nonstop kind of handicapper. I keep my nose to the grindstone. I keep my blinders on. But, but I think my records will, will match against anyone uh, in those sports of choice, especially anyone bold enough uh, to be monitored by a th- true uh, third party. Uh, my service is affordable for any level of player. Uh, 269 through the national championship game for college hoops, 259 through late August and the tour championship for PGA golf, and only 399 for both. PaulStoneSports.org. Please go to paulstonesports.org if interested. Going to give a um, complimentary selection in a game uh, to be played this Saturday, February 5th, college basketball game. And I'm going to go to a game involving a couple of ACC teams. And due to a postponement on New Year's Day, uh, these rivals uh, in the ACC, Pitt and Virginia Tech, they're going to play twice in three days uh, with the first of those meetings again uh, this Saturday night, February 5th, in the uh, still city of Pittsburgh. Both these teams currently in the bottom half of the conference standings, Virginia Tech at 4-7, and seven, Pitt at 3-8. and eight. But obviously as a better, looking for edges wherever they can be found, I'm not concerned with such things. In fact, you know, there's probably more advantages to be found looking off the beaten path uh, than taking aim, you know, at the high-profile marquee top top matchups. Uh, In this game, Saturday in Pittsburgh, I project Virginia Tech being a five-point road favorite. Uh, Pitt, you know, they don't clearly, they don't have one of their best teams, one of their better teams this season. Far from it. 
but the Panthers have been better at home than on the road. They've won three of their last four uh, home games there in the friendly confines. Their only loss during that four-game home stretch of five-point defeat uh, at the hands of Virginia. Pitt enters Saturday's matchup having lost its two previous games, both played on the road and both by double digits. Pitt lost by 13 points to Boston College in its game before last, and then they lost by 16 points yesterday on Wednesday, February 2nd at Wake Forest. But the Panthers have been moneymakers this season off two or more straight-up losses. In this role, Pittsburgh off two or, stra- two or more straight-up losses. Pittsburgh is a perfect 6-0 and against the spread. I think they're going to respond favorably again. Take Pittsburgh plus the points over Virginia Tech Saturday night in the Steel City. Well, that does it for another uh, episode of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend. There's a lot of snow and ice uh, throughout the country right now, so be safe. Uh, Take it easy. Uh, Take it slow. Uh, Be intelligent. Be intelligent with your, your sports bets. Again, you've heard it said many times, but don't bet what you want to win. Bet what you can afford to lose. You control it. Don't let it control you. Until next time, again, next week we'll be back with you. I'm Paul Stone signing off once again. Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions. 